Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. Uh, are you a aisle person or a window person when it comes to flying? Aisle? Okay. I'd be I'd, neither. You like the middle, Maria, right? I don't like the middle. I feel like the middle is the worst. But um, I do like the window. I do like the window, but having three children, I rarely get the window anymore. I just break up the fights over who wants the window. But the reason I love the window is because you get the big picture, right? You get the big picture, especially uh, if you're flying into Fort Lauderdale Airport. We don't live too far from here, so if you, if you stare really hard, you can kind of figure out where you live. And um, it, it is challenging, though, because South Florida is kind of sprawling. You can lose your orientation point as you're landing. But I love the window because I love the big picture. Today, as we pivot from 2021 into 2022, we're going to kind of get up, up high and look out the window and get the big picture of what we saw God do in our church last year and where we believe he's leading us in 2022 this year. So today will be a little bit different. Um, In the coming weeks, as we go through the series, Focus 2022, I'll be preaching in the following Sundays on one particular theme. Today I'm just going to share a little bit of scripture, but then you're going to hear some testimonies from people. You're going to see some pictures from last year. You're also going to get an overview of what the themes are for the next year. So I just want to read briefly to you uh, what I consider God's big picture for the church. It's actually a prayer in Ephesians 1. And normally I just read through scripture and then we do about a 25-30 minute sermon. But I just want to walk through very quickly what this text says from Ephesians 1. What's interesting is Paul is writing down a prayer. So he says, he starts off in verse 17 and says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Paul is praying for the church in Ephesus that the people would know who God is, that they would know him more deeply, that they would know him more intimately, that they would know his character that they would know his promises, that they would know his purposes. And by faith, they would live in light of who God is. But then in verse 18, look what he goes on to say. He says, I pray again, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the, what? The hope of his calling and what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Now, I love that Paul is praying that the church in Ephesus would know the hope of the calling of God. I think many times we think about our own individual callings. We all have different callings. We're, calling, we're called to be a, a parent. We're called to a certain line of work or a vocation. But Paul is giving us the big picture of what every Christian is called to, and that's hope. And it's not some generic hope. It's a very specific hope that we're given in the gospel. That is, we went from being sinners in enmity with God to being his beloved children because Jesus took our place on the cross. And we have hope for a future now. The hope of his calling means that we're called into a family together, not just as individuals doing our own thing, but part of the purposes of God here on earth. 
and we're called to this hope of a glorious future. The name of our church is called New City Fellowship, and that's because at the end of the Bible, heaven descends to earth, God and Jesus come to live with man, and there is no more crying, no more tears, no more pain. This is exactly what Cody preached on last week. That's incredibly hopeful, and it's the hope of every Christian that we're called to a lifestyle of hope. But then in verse 19, he shares that we're also called to power. I pray that the eyes of your heart may know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to his mighty, to the mighty working of his strength. You know, I was talking to someone recently and they said, you know, I, I think Christians should be doing miracles all the time and then everyone would just believe. And I was like, okay, it's not that God doesn't do miracles I mean, Jesus rising from the dead is a miracle, and the early apostles in the book of Acts did miracles. They healed people, and some of you have seen miracles in your life. But that's not the primary way uh, that God expresses his power. The primary way that God expresses his power that we see is in us coming to know Jesus and our lives being completely transformed from death to spiritual life. And here's the wonderful thing about being a Christian. God's resurrection power is at work in you. Now, you might not feel like it is, but if you know Christ, it is. And we can rest in the fact that God's immeasurable great power is working in us. Sometimes we feel like it's not. Sometimes we see that it is. But it's not based on us working ourselves up into some frantic thing. It's based on the God who is committed to work in us. But we did get a little preview of this power. Verse 20 says that God exercised this power in Christ by raising Jesus from the dead and seating him at the right hand in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Here, Paul is looking out the window and he's seen uh, the, the present age, the age we live in, but also what's to come when Jesus returns. And in both ages, he sees that the main event that has happened is Jesus' resurrection from the dead and ascension to the right hand of God, where right now he rules and reigns with power. If you can get a grasp on that, if you can get an idea of the big picture, it will really change your life, which is why Paul is praying that the Ephesians themselves would grasp this truth. Paul goes on to say, and he subjected everything under his feet and appointed Jesus as the head over everything. And this is one of my favorite three words in the Bible. It says, he's the head over everything for the church. Now, if you had stopped there and Paul would say, like, what do you think I'm going to write? I would have said, well, he's head over everything for his glory or by his power. Like, that wouldn't be wrong, but that's not what Paul says. Paul says Jesus is ruling and reigning. He's at the right hand of God in power. Everything is under his feet for the benefit of his people, the church. What do you even do with that? Jesus is the most powerful being 
in the universe, and he rules and exercises power for the benefit of us, for the church, who he is just so tired of bearing with, right? Who he, he can hardly stand, who his love is running thin on. No, that's not what it says. For the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. In other words, Jesus is so committed to the church that we are the presence of Jesus on the church, in the, on the world. Isn't that amazing to think about us? Broken, sinful people who struggle to believe. We are representatives of Jesus Christ. Not when we get to an, a, a level of spirituality where we finally deserve it, but right now. In light of all your mistakes in 2021, in light of all the mistakes that you will make in 2022, you are the presence of Jesus. Now, if we can get a grip on that big picture, it will change everything. Not because all of a sudden God has started doing something new, but through prayer, we are grasping what God has committed himself to do in us and through us. Here's what I want to do. In light of those things, I just want to kind of look out the plane window at some things that happened last year and some directions that we're going this year and realize that in these simple things, the, the focuses of our church, God is committed to work. Isn't that cool to think about? Last year, we had two focal points. We had two focal points, and they were this. We were going to read through the Bible as a church. We did this thing called the F260 plan, and we didn't read the whole Bible. We read an abridged version of the Bible. And a lot of people participated, and, and some people finished the whole thing, and some people got halfway through, and then they struggled, but then they picked back up. And here's what I say. Reading any part of the Bible is better than reading none of the Bible. So if you participated last year in that reading plan, I'm very thankful for you. Uh, the second thing that we did, we focused on, was just outreach in our community. After covid it was just a struggle to learn how to like relate to our neighbors and get back out there. And so those were the two things that we focused on. But I want to bring up two people who really engaged the F260. I'm going to ask Chris Jordan and Jenna Homas, who happens to be my mother, to come forward. Let's welcome them. And I said this last week. Um, we believe that we're all sinners and we're all broken people. And so Jenna and Chris actually read through the whole F260. They did the whole plan. And we don't bring them up here because we're like, oh, they're the perfect Christians. That's not why we're doing it. But we also want to go, you know what, let's honor them for what they accomplished and what we can learn from them. So I'm going to give you each a microphone here. Can you step on just a little bit closer? And I want to just ask what we can learn from your experience of reading through. The, the, she's got it right here. She's modeling the, uh, the Foundation's F260 book that helped us read through the Bible. Um, so I want to ask Chris first. Chris, how did following the Bible plan bring you closer to God last year? Well, I've read through the Bible, you know, from start to finish several times throughout my life. But... I found that I, I basically just read it because I'm, I'm trying to accomplish that goal of getting it read maybe in a year. And, uh, but with this plan, you, you, you relate what you've read 
you know, to, to yourself. And you, you focus on what, what does this particular passage mean? And so it's, it's meant a lot to me and it brought me much closer to God. So. Amen. Thank you. What about you? Um, well, the particular day's readings often coincided with things going on in my life, in my life that gave me comfort, reminded me of things I needed to do, conviction and help and encouragement. Like in July when we went through the book of Nehemiah, the questions in the devotional part were like, what does your mission field look like? How might God have placed you uniquely there to fulfill those needs through him? And uh, Nehemiah and the Jewish people's perseverance in rebuilding the Jerusalem wall gave me courage to rely on God for his strength and to reach out some, to some people in my community. And then I love the verse that always sticks with me from Nehemiah 8.10, that the, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So. <laughs> Was Nehemiah your favorite book that you read during the year? Um, no. Why don't you share? You pull the mic a little bit closer and share. <laughs> uh, it was one of the ones, but um, that was a question John had asked us. And my favorite story were all of Paul's stories. And the writings of him were so exciting to me. And even after reading them or hearing them in Sunday school for years and years, Acts, Romans, Corinthians, and the epistles. And starting with how he was involved in persecuting Christians, and then he did a 180 on the road to Damascus where he became a Christian and a Christ follower, to his fearless evangelizing of the Jews, the religious leaders, the Romans and Corinthians, and his hair-raising missionary stories, his imprisonments for preaching the gospel, and his discipling of the churches that he helped start. And I found that his writings are so re relevant to our times right now. Chris, did you, did you have a favorite story or book that you read? Well, I, I guess maybe it's because uh, of my age. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm older than anybody out there. But um, <laughs> Revelation, because it, of course, talks about the, the, the end times and when we'll be joining uh, with Christ, with God, in heaven and the new city, but like our church is in the new city, which will be brought down from heaven. So I, I'd have to say that was my favorite, yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> then lastly, uh, just want to ask you both, what, what was challenging about the plan, or did you find it challenging? Yes. <laughs> 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 I'll have to be honest, uh, when, I, when I stood up and said I had finished the whole plan, I felt a little bit guilty because I knew that I didn't really do the, the, the memorizations. You know, I can hardly remember what I did last week, so uh, I, I, I failed in, in, in the memorizing all, all the verses. I did read them, and I sort of plan on working on, on that even yet, but, but I, didn't, I didn't do the memorization very well. We'll give him a pass, right? Yeah, we'll give him a pass. <laughs> what did you find challenging about it? Well, I was involved in a couple other Bible story, studies during the year, so I was like, how am I going to do all of this? But I decided just to uh, plug along, and I, I decided I'm going to read all the passages, and sometimes I did it following in the Bible while I listened to it on the audio on my phone, and that helped me. 
And then I also decided to write down the memory verse, even though I, some of them I knew, but a lot of them I just wrote it down and read it through the week. So I didn't do all the devotionals, but I did read the scripture and uh, copied the memory verses. And I, I know God's word will not return void, so it, you know, yeah. I knew it would pay off, <laughs> even Amen. if I couldn't do exactly everything perfect. Amen. Well, let's give them a hand. Thank you both. One of the things I find um, is just hearing from people who have been walking with Jesus longer than I have, it's really the simple things. It's like prayer, Bible study, knowing Jesus, sharing the gospel, and it's just, it's just cool to have that be an example for our church. So I'm really thankful for you both. Thank you for coming up. The other focus that we had last year was um, on outreach, just reaching out. And so we have a, about a two-minute video here. We're just going to recap the different ways that our church reached out in the last year. So look, his power's at work in us, right? I mean, many of you would never have done something like this years ago even before you knew Christ, right? Your, your life was focused on self, and here we are, the power of the resurrection's at work in us, and here we are reaching out to people in our community. So I'm just so thankful for what God has done through just reading the Bible and outreach in our community as we look back on 2021. But I'll tell you, I'm even more excited about what we're heading towards in 2022. Uh, we have three focuses, three focal points. You're gonna have to correct me a bunch of times on that. Uh, three focal points in 2022, and it's these praying the word, blending to belong, and healing to wholeness. Uh, first of all, praying the word. The, the book that we have at the back table for you is written by a guy named Donald Whitney, and one of the great quotes he says is, Christians get stuck praying the same old things about the same old things. Does that ever describe your prayer life, like you pray the same old things about the same old things? Sometimes we don't even get to prayer. We're like, dear Jesus, I wonder what's going on on Instagram right now. You know, and that's as far as we make it. But, but Donald Whitney's thing is, let's learn to pray the Bible back to God. I mean, first of all, just as Paul prays for the Ephesians, there are prayers in the Bible that are meant for us to pray, not just read, but to interact with God about but then once we learn how to actually look at the Bible and turn the word into prayer, we find that we will never pray the same old things about the same old things. There's actually an endless amount of things to pray for. And I've not met anyone who goes, I'm perfectly happy with my prayer life. All of us want to pray more. All of us want deep intimacy with God. And that's one of the things that we're really going to work on this year. And the main way that we're going to do that is that we'll be publishing a daily devotional Monday through Friday for you to pray. Now, it's not going to be super long. It might take you 10 or 15 minutes to work through. And here's our rule, that if you miss a day, you don't have to go back and make up all the days that you missed. You can just move on to the current day. And the idea is that we want to be praying the same things every day from the Scripture together. And there's a couple ways that we'll get this to you. The first way is through an email sign-up. So um, I actually want to do something that I'll never do again. Take out your phone real quick. And on your phone, go to your web browser and type in newcityhh.com. 
and this wonderful picture of Marsha will come up. And on the bottom, you should get that, uh, that little email list pop-up. And go ahead, if you want to get this email, go ahead and just type your email address in and hit subscribe. And then go check your email later today. And I think you have to opt in from your email. And so this way you will get, starting January 10th, not starting tomorrow, but starting January 10th, you'll get these emails every day that will help us pray the word together. Um, so while you're doing that, the other option that you have, you can go to the next slide, is we actually have a really cool app for the church uh, that you can search on the app store. You can search New City HH to download. And in the app, we actually have a section where you can go and you can uh, just click on it and it has the prayer for that day. So you can either do email or you can do the app in order to be praying the word together. I might do both because some days I might forget about it and the email will remind me but the app is nice as well. And if you want to download the app, just go New City HH, either in Android or the Apple Store. So our first focus for 2022 is praying the word together. The second thing that we're doing is blending to belong. Where, where do you hear that word blending from? God's blended family, right? One of the things that we've discovered is that... Um, Although church is family, our felt experience of that can sometimes be like it's not totally family. Like there's not really a place for us. Not only that, but at times, I think during the last year, we feel lonely, right? One of the challenging things about being a church that's intentionally diverse is we're always trying to figure each other out, right? Like we come from different cultures or we come from different spaces. And when we come together, it's like we're coming together because we're part of the people of Jesus, not because we have everything in common. But sometimes that can leave us with a feeling like I'm here, but in our hearts we have this question like, do I really belong here? And so what we're doing in 2022 is we want to create more opportunities for you to blend and build relationship so that you can feel a sense of belonging. And so we're going to have events throughout the year where you can just come and eat food and be together and just get to know one another. One of the things that we're working on is a ministry, and this is cool, we'll call it a ministry, but it's adults having fun. So no kids allowed. We're going to just do stuff like go bowling together. Okay, can we start a bowling ministry? Is that legal? I don't know. But, we're, but it was stuff like that where we're just like, hey, a Saturday afternoon, let's drop the kids off at the church. They'll have child care. And anyone that wants to can just go bowling together. We want to do that kind of thing throughout the year just to blend in order to belong. But here's the thing. It requires you to engage the blending part, right? Uh, you've got to show up and be part of these things. But our goal is that we really want to get to know each other better as a church family, and really feel like we're in this together. So our second focus is blending to belong. The third focus is healing to wholeness, healing to wholeness. God created Adam and Eve to be this fully integrated human beings. There wasn't a spiritual part of their life and a physical part of their life. Everything was meant to be one. They were meant to be at peace with themselves and with each other and with God. 
But what we find is that we are often fragmented people. Like, we struggle with mental health issues, and we don't know how to relate that to God. We feel lonely, and we're not sure what to do with that when we read the Bible. Um, We all need help healing from the effects of sin and brokenness in our lives, whether that be mental health, whether that be loneliness, whether that be addiction. And so one of the themes for next year, we're calling healing to wholeness. And if you're in a place in your life where you're like, I might need therapy, come to us. Let us know about that. We're willing to help you figure out how to do that. We don't want you to be in that alone and feel like, I got to keep that outside the church. We want you to get healed so you can be a more whole person. If you have trauma in your past that is not dealt with, come to us. We want to help you walk through that. If you're struggling through addiction, we have a, we have a ministry for, uh, for women who are struggling with addiction, but we want to help you. We want to see you be a whole person. We want to see you be at peace with yourself because God really cares about your healing. There's not one side of our life that's spiritual and then another side of our life that's physical. We are fully integrated people. And so we're going to be focused on healing to wholeness next year, as well as blending to belong, as well as praying the word. One of the ways that we're going to be doing healing to wholeness on Sunday morning is every once in a while we'll be doing a sermon just from the Psalms about how David or the psalmist felt depression or anxiety or things like that and how he went to God with that. So we'll be learning that on Sunday morning. The other thing we're doing in February is we're going to be doing a whole sermon series called Following Jesus with Our Bodies. Following Jesus with Our Bodies. You know, most of us don't really think about our bodies from a Christian perspective. Like, what is this thing that I'm in? Is it part of me? Is it not part of me? Does it tell me who I am? Does it not tell me who I am? What do I do with this? But if you look throughout the scriptures, the idea of the body is all throughout scripture. And so we want to help us become more whole individuals, more whole human beings by understanding what our body is. And that fits under that theme, healing to wholeness. That's the big picture of where we're going in 2022. Does it sound good? Does it sound exciting? Wonderful. I'm excited. If you have questions, please let me know about this. Uh, Next week, we'll do really more of a full sermon based on our first theme of praying the word. We'll get into that a little bit more, hopefully to inspire you. But I want to invite you just to own this next year by engaging these themes, but also even now as we end the sermon, just to pray together. We do something called circles of prayer or prayers together. And I want to invite you even now just to pray around these three themes with someone sitting next to you. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.